0: It's downloadable, and sounds like it was crossed over from one thing to another. But um, it's a song called "The Guilty Man." And it was actually a song written uh, about my case while I was locked up in the place called the Twin Towers. And um, for those of you who know or don't know, this is an audience that's dynamic. It's uh, we, we get new listeners all the time, and. I know some of you old-timers probably get sick of hearing about it, but you know what? Um, it's part of the reason why I do this show. It's part of the reason why we're here, and I think the more we can keep our minds on why we're here and doing what we're doing, maybe the more likely more likely we are to do it better, maybe the more likely we are to uh, to put some real effort into it. I deal with a lot of people, and uh, man, it's 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 frustrating. Uh, people are let down a lot more than they're uh, inspiring or or um, or let up. <laughs> if there is such a thing. But this is a song that was about my case and about the fight and about somebody who got persecuted. For doing nothing more than to try to help people with a plant, and uh, was accused and found guilty by a jury of his peers, but he stayed the course and he kept fighting and he and he reached out to the community and kept reaching out and ultimately got everything turned around and uh, became an innocent man. And one of the one of the lines in the song at the end of this is about that that he's still fighting and. And that song's about me. It's about my fight. It's about our fight. And that's what I want to try to get to you guys to understand is that, you know, there's a lot of uh, pot stars out there, a lot of people that are all about, uh, you know, the glory or the recognition or the likes or the whatever all that stuff is. But the truth is there are some of us that are just trying to make a difference. Um, this is. Not a glorious thing putting on a podcast like this. I enjoy it because it gives me an opportunity to connect with people that I think are making a difference in their lives. And ultimately, I think this is a vessel, a tool that's going to help us to end prohibition, which is really what this is all about. I am one man, and I'm a kind of a crazy guy. I'm a guy who doesn't understand the word no. I'm a guy who knows that if we put our minds to it, we can get anything done. I know that if we can get a bunch of people to put our minds to it, there's nothing that can stop us. And that knowledge comes with the frustration when you see so many things counter to that happen everywhere I go. People that I work with, people that I care about, people that I'm friends with, people that are co-activists, people that are my team Let me down day after day after day. We promise things we don't deliver. We say today, but we mean sometime in the future. We say, I care, and we don't act like it. We do all of these things, and it even gets worse than that. If you really stop and think about it, most of the grief that you face in your life is probably caused by people you know, love, and care about. I don't know why humanity is that way. I had a situation today where somebody that I care a lot about that I also work with, we had a major just misunderstanding, and now that person doesn't work with me anymore. And every time something happens that doesn't work, I try to look at it to say, well, what the hell can we learn from this? You know, our failures are our teachers, and hopefully those that were successful are also our teachers, and we're going to talk about that and a giant plan that we have in the works as the show progresses along, but I'm still trying to introduce you to this show, to me, to this organization that I represent, and to this giant project that I'm Working to build a team to accomplish. Work and friendship its a tough thing to mix. The same as being activists and being friends. It seems like it's the perfect answer, the perfect mix. We all like each other. We all care about each other. The more we care about each other, more often the more, more we like each other. We develop relationships and give and take of mutual respect, of compassion and understanding, of communication, all the things that a relationship would have as, as an ingredient. But along with these things, we have our own human nature, um, which a lot of times is insecure, um, envious and jealous and selfish and um, I think the insecurities have a lot to do with it. Fearful people are are prone to stab you in the back, say shit about you when you're not around, lie, cheat, steal all those things. It's it's interesting. You know a compliment is truly a compliment when you're not around when it's being said. People will tell you anything to your face. But when you're in the background and you're listening to somebody talk about you and they don't know you're there (laughs) and they're saying something good or bad or sideways, that's when people are generally telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And that level of honesty between people, as they've done studies, generally not very honest and when a person is honest generally those honest things that we say are often distasteful unpleasant not popular but truths are truths and good is good and shit is shit There's no way to get around some of those things. And when enough good people stand together and decide that we're going to stand for something that we're standing for, and we're going to claim it, and we're going to fight for it, we're going to clarify it, we're going to demand it, We're going to figure it out. We're going to solve it. All of those terms sound like terms that could relate to another term that I like to call the solution. The solution. The opposite of the problem. Think about that word solution and see what what comes to your mind. When you hear the word solution, do you smile? I got a solution. Or do you go, fuck, i got a solution? I say, generally, you probably smile. A solution generally is the opposite of a problem. A solution is generally a good thing. A removal of an obstacle, presentation of an opportunity. There's so many things that could be a solution that generally are good and positive for whoever's connected to it. I can't, unless the solution to my problem is the ending of your world. Other than that, generally solutions are good things, especially if they're win-win solutions. Now, life is full of problems. Anybody who has been alive for any length of time knows that. We have problems galore. We have problems that start from the first breath we take got to breathe air now, got to eat food, got to whatever, all the crap we got to do that's not like it was when we were locked up inside the womb, nice and warm and cozy and wet and didn't have to eat, and didn't have to do anything, you just got to sit there in this lovely place listening to a nice heartbeat, and whatever was going on outside through a nice wall of flesh, it was lovely, then you come out here and everything starts to go to hell, but In the midst of all the grief and the problems, there are some amazing and wonderful gems. There are some things that make it all worthwhile. When you do something that makes the world better and you know it and you feel it and you hear it and you listen to it from other people saying it when you're not around, you watch it happen, you feel it happen. When you help somebody selflessly, and they smile back at you and say, wow, thanks. Now, that's the kind of stuff that's all about solutions. And that's what our organization, a civil rights organization, nonprofit 501c3 called the Human Solution, is really all about. It's about a group of people that got together, decided to own it, to be a group, a true organization, and say, you know what, together we stand. We stand united for a purpose. When we organized originally, we organized to educate and support victims of the drug war and the surrounding element, and we had an ultimate target of ending prohibition. That was when we first organized 10 years ago, 10 years ago. We stood up and showed up in people's courtrooms, and we taught people about jury nullification, and we helped each other out. We many times behind the scenes provided medicine for each other and just did generally good things and since that time we've we've grown as a group as an organization um, we've taken on bigger and broader problems because the problems all seem to stem from one place and when you look at society and you look at people and you look at humanity and you look at government and you look at all the Problems and all the solutions, and you find some common ground. And you look at problems that have to do with oppression, um, tyranny, inequality, injustice, those are problems. And it all started probably with the very first people that were found, the very first other people that they could take something from, or dominate, or make them do something, and probably kept on going. You know, power, power is a a great and terrible thing. And they say that power corrupts, and they say that absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't know that it has to. I believe there are some people that wield power carefully and with respect and uh, for the good, benevolently, philanthropically. I believe that. Power is wielded that way. But I believe that generally, if given the reins and left to our own devices, more people take advantage of that power than don't. If you look at just about every situation where an individual has power, the bigger the power they have, generally, when you lift up the sheets and turn on the lights, you find problems find it in organized religion, you find it in politics, you find it in corporate structure power, you find it in every kind of way you could. It pops up all the time now, but I think it's not because there's more of it, I think it's just easier to uncover things these days. And it's unfortunate because it really reveals the weak nature of man I believe it requires a true strength of a, a, a courage of conviction a, a, an element that's not worldly
1: <laughs> to wield power
0: benevolently to truly want good for the world and, and to, to act on it and I think this organization the Human Solution International has drawn to it many people that have those wishes that um, want to make the world better in a way that isn't necessarily glorious to themselves, in a way that will affect lots of people besides themselves. Hopefully it affects us too, but when we look at some of these fundamental problems and you look at, I don't know, maybe our original constitution and the original Declaration of Independence And other such documents that define our basic rights as understood by the people that wrote these documents. And they're all pretty clear. You know, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal and have a right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and all these things that seem great. I don't know anybody that really disagrees with them when we get to talking. governing, well, it becomes inconvenient because, well, we need a whole lot of people to work over here and uh, we can't give them that much equality, so we got to do something to keep them working and not causing so many problems and, and it goes on from there. But throughout all of history, there have been inequalities, there's been tyranny, there have been Violations of civil rights, violations of human rights, and it happens virtually everywhere. Everywhere that one person is bound by laws of man and bound by rules and and that there are people that lord over those rules, that's where it all seems to happen. And in the great communes of the world, if you look at the history of communism and the, the great in you know, a world of, of, of that, there's always violent dictators and horrible people behind it all that are benefiting while all the other people are equal at the bottom and seven people are doing great at the top, It's never truly equal and good, never, ever, 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 has not ever been. This isn't a political discussion. I think, frankly, our government is at its lowest low maybe that it's ever been. I don't know. Though You hear stories, you read the history of our government, and we're not that different than we were in the first several sessions of Congress when they were yelling and screaming at each other and calling each other names and being general assholes then too. And the one thing that I find that binds it all together is we let it happen. We don't stop it. We don't hold anybody accountable for anything. We buy into their shit every election cycle. We listen to what they're going to do for us and say, oh, boy, look what he said. And then we elect them, and then they don't do what they say, and we go, well, that other guy, that other guy, it's always that other guy. We never own our shit. We never own our own responsibility in this. Well, I'm here to own our responsibility in this. I think that we, the people, and I hate to overuse that term, but it's true. We are the
2: people. We are
0: the people they were talking about when they said we the people. At that time, we are those same people. We are the same people that are enlightened enough to recognize that there's problems change it. Keep letting politicians do what they want and put on a show for us. They're friggin' dancing ponies right now. That's all they are. And we're going, Row! and nobody is really demanding real change. I don't hear any real demands. I mean, I hear, oh, we don't want this, we want that, we're there. You know what? Let me tell you this. Equality, you want to start getting down to some equality? Let's look at it. So we got it for a second. And this is going to really piss some people off that I mentioned this. But we put a lot of talk and a lot of effort into immigration policy, right? But we don't look at it for really what it could and should be, what it should be. We don't ever have a real dialogue about what's acceptable. Because, I don't know, just a couple of days ago, yesterday, I think they rounded up a whole bunch of gang members that are chopping each other up. They were mostly illegal immigrants. Surprise, our commander-in-chief isn't spouting all over that right now. And then that's one side of a point. The other point is, well, we all have a right to be here, and we're just here for the children and all of this and that and the other thing. And I'm not here to have this political debate, but i want to have this thought. We have cities across America that are boldly, defiantly saying, F you federal government. We're not going to listen to you. We're not going to help you raid these places, these people. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Right. Nobody's saying anything about it. One way or the other. I don't hear people in the streets demanding that they assist the federal government or demanding the federal government stop. I don't hear it at all from anybody who's not an illegal alien or connected to them directly. got some states that are defying the federal government about cannabis laws to some degree however when the federal government comes in and says well we're going to give you money and we're going to come in and empower your law enforcement or you're going to have to help us out go eradicate us some illegal cannabis they always say sure no
3: problem with their hand up.
0: nobody i've never seen one time a state of any any state say oh no we don't want your federal money for that I have a whole stack of articles gathered up in the last couple of months that I'll begin to publish once I get some time and, and, and have discourse about this very topic. Equality? I think not. We have prisons that are built, sentences that are given, mandatory minimum sentences for nonviolent crimes. We've. God sold a bill of goods, tough on crime. We're going to make the world a safer place. We're going to get those bad people, and we're going to lock them up for good. Well, yeah, they might have locked up some bad people for good. But I can guarantee you there are some good people that got caught up in that, and they don't have any way out. They're locked up today, right now. What about that? What about criminal justice reform? Yeah, there's some talk about it. A couple of celebrities are turning that into their cause. That's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm kind of talking about it a little bit offhandedly, but only because in the big scheme of things, the handful of people that are willing to do anything about this is nothing. We got opinions about things that mean nothing. We have opinions about every sports thing, every celebrity thing, even political things. We got opinions. But nobody is focused on true equality, at least not that I see. I know people that have sat into the ACLU, tried to get them involved in some of these issues, and they don't even know what the hell they're saying in there. Because it gets political, it gets control-based, it gets power-based. It gets not about what it's supposed to be about. Well, I announced last week that we have a plan. We're going to make a trek across this great nation of ours, and I believe it is a great nation. I believe if you look back on history, regardless of all the horrible things that we've done, I think that this country has had a huge impact on the betterment of mankind and the people in this country. I'm not talking about the government leaders. I'm just talking about the people and many of them have done some amazing and incredible things towards equality and civil rights of all kinds. And I believe we're going to continue doing that, and I believe that I'm going to participate and, and and put my heart and soul into this event that we're talking about. And I'm looking for some help. I'm looking for some actual, true, real help. And I don't, frankly, care if you're part of a group if you're a soul, whatever, if you're part of our organization, if you become part of our organization, I want all of those things to happen. I want you to care enough about liberty, equality, justice, freedom, human rights, and ending oppression, tyranny, and prohibition to say, yeah, I'm in. This affects me, this affects me and my loved ones enough to me to do something about it, to do something about it. Now that's a powerful phrase, It's an infinitive phrase, to do something about it. And I hear all the time how mad people are and how upset people are and how... Yeah. But to do something about it, those are the ones I'm looking for. I'm looking for the ones that are willing to do something about it. What are we going to do? Well, I'll tell you what. This is a monumental epic task project. It's going to take a year to figure out, to plan, to organize, to orchestrate. It's going to take months to accomplish It's going to take probably dozens of people to lead, hundreds of people to support and make it happen, and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or hopefully, hopefully millions of people to execute it. And if we do this correctly and well, and we'll know if it's correct if we get some results, it's the only way, we're going to make some changes. We're going to make some lasting changes. We're going to make some changes that will leave to our kids and our grandkids a world that's better than the one we got. Who's with me? That's what I have to say. I know we've got a lot of people that have said so far, yep, I'm in. I want to help. First step we have is to clarify our message. This is maybe the hardest part about this whole thing. Because what are we trying to accomplish? We're gonna travel across America and I don't wanna say march or walk because I got people in wheelchairs, I got people in scooters, I got people in skates, I got I got roller derby teams willing to skate across America with us. I got bicyclists, skateboarders, River rafters, there are so many ways to get there. I just want it to be under our own power. I want there to be a support team of vehicles as needed. But at the end of the day, we're going to get ourselves across America using our own power. I think that's a powerful term. Under our own power, we're going to do this. But why are we doing it? What's the point? That's what I'm looking for right now. What's the point? How do we tie this together? I want this reason that we're doing this. What is? What are we trying to accomplish? What are our talking points? What are our demands? How do we know when we've accomplished this? And How do we make these demands connect with all these different groups that want maybe slightly different things? How do we find those common threads that say this is why we're here and I demand this because I'm part of this group that's being affected by that. How do we do that? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for those ideas, talking points. We need to create these talking points, ending prohibition. That's certainly a point. That's what we want to do. But really, let's get to the core of that. We want our basic liberties back. We want the right of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and if it includes putting something in our body that doesn't hurt anybody else, who cares what it is? I think maybe we get to the core of that. I think maybe we want equality, uh, equal justice under the law as the rest of the people are supposed to have, and not just certain people that are a certain color, that live in a certain place, that drive certain cars. Oh, okay. That reaches another group. We got a whole giant group of people that we call disabled, that are disabled to do a lot of things. And they got all kinds of barriers that they overcome. Are they equal to those that aren't? I don't know. I tend to think not. I think there's a lot of of, of things they can't do that they should be able to do. Do you realize that in America right now we have doctors? that are allowed by their states to issue prescriptions that will cause a person to die. Huh? Now, I'm not trying to enter an opinion about that, whether I think that's good, bad, or sideways. I'm talking about euthanasia. I'm talking about we have laws that a doctor who has sworn an oath to heal and do no harm, can issue a prescription that allows a person to die (coughs) with dignity. (coughs) Now, do we have a right to die? Hell, I think we have a right to do whatever we want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the hypocrisy that our regulatory government is. The FDA... The ADA, all of these regulatory bodies that are supposed to be preserving and protecting us, and they're not doing that. They're not doing that at all. Maybe they have at some point, and maybe there is a place for them. But if you look at the truth, and you look at follow the money, you look at the people that are influencing the other people, and you'll find out that maybe it's not about us. Maybe it's about them. But I don't hear anybody screaming about that. I don't hear anybody screaming that another illegal pot farm got busted and that somebody's hard work and money and risk is all gone and now they're facing criminal charges. I don't hear anybody screaming that we got a guy, Craig Cecil, who didn't call in today. He's probably on lockup. Currently serving life in prison. no possibility of parole hear anybody screaming about that. You know, we got a few in our own circle, but that's that doesn't even count. How do we get other people to care about that? You know, Nelson Mandela said if you talk to a man in a language that he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. Can't we come up with some messages that go to our opponents' hearts? Can't we reach And find them. I talked to a guy who uh, is working with Patch Adams the other day, and I I, I asked for him to put a good good word in. I uh, have been deeply touched by some of the words that that man has said about finding the language it takes to get somebody to understand that things are important, that there's injustices that need to be fixed. Now, how do you reach those people's hearts? And do we reach it by demanding something that we, our opposition just doesn't get? I don't know. Maybe that's not the best way. You know, We know that marching can be of value because we watched it historically happen. When enough people get together and they march, people take notice. But what about that message? I think we should focus on it. I'm looking for people to help me develop that message. From that message... We need to develop a mission, and from that mission we need to develop a title. And before we get started with our first press release announcing this event, we got to have that stuff figured out really well. Native Americans' rights, veterans' rights, disabled rights, patients' rights, all of these people, these groups, we need to tie these together as part of our fundamental rights, our civil liberties. We need to find those common threads that our message can be clear, and then we can bring out our demands based on that. That's what we need to do to make this work. I'm looking for people to help. I'm about to put out ads.
4: Not no longer put nonviolent uh offenders or uh, give them or make them pay bail uh, anymore in this state well that
0: say that again I don't think I understood that correctly wow.
4: uh in this state they just passed a law where they can no longer put nonviolent uh, people that they arrest in jail and call and make them pay bail because it's been too hard on the poor people in this state. So they just pass a law where they can't do that no more.
0: Really? Amen. Now, now, what do they? Do they have a list of what they consider non-violent crimes?
4: Uh, no, the, hey, that's, that's even uh, petty theft and stuff like that. If as long as they haven't been violent in any way, they don't have to go to jail and they don't have to pay a big bail, which is what wipes everyone out.
0: Now, what about if somebody um, embezzles or swindles somebody? I mean, do they have, do they have, I mean, like, there are there, there are crimes that are nonviolent that are still have victims. If, uh, well, I
4: imagine them. If, yeah, I imagine I those. would
0: <laughs> not be in jail right now, but he didn't really physically hurt anybody. American greed. Down. Well, I think that's great news, though That's a step in the right direction And hopefully, you know, we can get some clarity to that And, and you know, establish some policy of common sense I wonder if they're going to also have a policy of releasing some of the people That are locked up for victimless crimes Oh, well,
4: I'm guessing Well, they're, they're already put on uh, thousands that they're going to release And uh, I'm imagining uh if Illinois has done releasing 770,000 nonviolent criminals, uh, that's going to spread.
0: Well, let's, let's certainly hope that this this starts getting spreading. And I think that, um, you know, that should be part of our message. If it's happening in one place, why isn't it happening everywhere? You know, that's I mean, discrimination. these are things, again, we're supposed to be. Oh, you know what? This Yay! is Craig people calling in. I'm gonna take this okay, call, Dean. We'll get right back to you. Okay. Oh, sorry, that was not Craig. Never mind. That was another no okay. colour ID. Sorry. I I, <laughs> I get people. I tell people for five years in a row I do a radio show on Wednesday, and people still call me at five o'clock or between five and seven on Wednesdays. So, it's just uh, you know. Part of humanity and their and their uh, undying commitment to caring. <laughs> All right. Anyways, well that is that is great news, and I think uh, maybe part of what we need to do um, with this event that we're putting together is gather a lot of information and and statistics about things that are working because they're happening. There are things that are good. I'm not, you know, when I start ranting about our government and I start talking about the problems, it certainly doesn't mean that there aren't any good things happening. It just means that these problems haven't been solved. And when we find policies that are maybe helping to get us closer to these solutions, maybe we should highlight them. Maybe we should uh, look at them closer and see what we can do to. Uh, uh, cause them to be pick that up and tell them I'm doing it. I don't know if it is. just answer it and tell them to keep calling anyways um i think that that's a great uh a great bit of news any anything coming out of your uh your case i know you've got uh you're about a week away now right
4: yes yeah, it's, it's we it's a, uh this next wednesday at 9:00 a.m. at the uh berry county judicial center which is at 102 west street Number two, uh, Caswell, Missouri, and we're inviting everybody that will come to come. And we may have a, uh, a uh, candidate that's coming, too, that she's a, a Republican or a uh, – she's a, a constitutional uh, – Yeah, she's running for Congress, and she's a constitutional uh, lawyer, and she's uh, pro-cannabis – and uh, she's trying to get these laws tossed out, but she's for the people. And uh, then hopefully she brings a, more constitutional lawyers in tow with her, but she may be coming too. So hopefully it, it turns out, but, you know, people that think that.
0: Great. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just said that would be great when we can get people that are either part of our <laughs> leadership or
5: are working to become part of our leadership and we can get them to be aware of these cases
0: and to outwardly show their support, I think that that's powerful. I think that um, you know, that's what we need to be focusing on is getting more and more people more and more engaged. And that's just something can that you to take over, I need you All right. At least it's gonna take over for a
4: Uh but anyway we don't plan on Go ahead.
3: Yep, you're I'm listening to you. You have the floor.
4: Okay. Yeah, uh w- we don't think that we we're gonna lose anything this next week, but we're just trying to get people there that way they have the pressure to know that if they try to take and break the law on us that they're gonna be seen for it. And uh if people don't think that other people that aren't, you know, like family members or, or just plain other people that just don't like you can't use the law as a weapon. They better think again because that's what happened to me. And, uh, you know, all this just finally came together where I know what happened. But it was just done out of meanness. and uh, But, yeah, these things can happen to anybody out there. And if you think that you're immune to it, think again, because <laughs> in your next day you could be landing in jail or anything like that, and you want to have all the support you can get and support other people that are having the same kind of issues.
3: Absolutely, absolutely, and we have to, uh, we got to recognize it because, uh, I mean, literally, you know, and there's there's so many sides to this. Uh, Today I got a text where a 49-year-old woman died of breast cancer. She's 49 years old. That's her children and her spouse that are going to live the rest of their lives without her. Um, I have a very dear friend who got some other bad cancer news today You know, if cannabis was available to everybody, we wouldn't have to deal with this We wouldn't have people locked up, we wouldn't have people being ill So, y'all got Joe
4: back, here he is Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to teach people to look into their history books And to go back in history and learn it Because if they go back 90 years and before All these diseases and stuff that are just came out in the last 90 years weren't here And that's because every part of life, including the cows and the animals and everything we ate, had cannabinoids in them. And uh, it was part of our diet back then. And they just took and uh, wiped away all that, including the essential oils almost disappeared too. And now that it's coming back, it's starting to help people. And I'm praying that this whole thing ends before long.
0: Well, that's what this is all about. And, uh, you know, Dana, we're... uh... We're, we're so grateful that you're standing up to fight. I, I, I wish more people, I know how hard it is, I've been there and I've done it and I and I, you know, if I had to I'd do it again. I hope I don't have to but you know, so many people um, roll over so quickly and, and I, I understand it's difficult and I understand it sometimes seems impossible but you know, the real change in the world has always come uh, against impossible odds. People don't make Changes to their world unless it's that oppressive until they feel that their um, until they feel that, that their livelihood is threatened. You know, um, if you look back through history, we nobody, no society has 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 had a revolution, peaceful or otherwise, unless they were so oppressed that they didn't have they didn't feel that they had a choice and. You know, that's what I'm trying to get people to realize is that we have accepted these violations of our rights, that we've accepted the the tyrannical oppression that has stepped on our neck for for so long, and we don't see it as a threat because you know what? We still got food on the table, we still got uh, a roof over our heads, we still We're getting through it somehow. We always find a way to accept our lot in life, and yet, if we were to look at what our lot should be and and the freedoms that we should have, I think maybe then, maybe then we would feel that it's worth standing up for. Maybe the right to put things in our body that we see fit that don't harm anybody, regardless of what they are, maybe that should be important enough to fight for, and you know what? That's only part of this. It's, you know, it, 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 it's a very fundamental part of it. I think once we get our heads around that and start to mobilize and stand together, I think, I think it's going to spread.
4: Yeah. In this country, I've learned, uh, that there's 770 persons for every hundred thousand people in jail. And, uh, Stalin had six million prisoners in his jail in the Second World War before the Second World War, and we've surpassed that now. And most of it's because of the the drug war, the war on drugs that started in 1973, and you know 71 and 73 when they took and did all the lying about it. And since then, it's jumped from like 100 and, uh, about a million five to over six million prisoners. And uh, you know when you go to jail, they 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 have no caring of. A- if you're guilty or innocent, they take your medicine away and everything. It doesn't matter if it kills you. Cause I know, uh, a friend of ours, Dolores, her husband died because of being put in jail and having his medicine taken away. And then this lady out there in Kansas that we heard from the last few weeks, she, she, yep. she did, they didn't deserve that. So, you know, you know, something happened there.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, again, there's, there's, these are just a handful of people that we've come across. And and you know that there's dozens or maybe hundreds or who knows, maybe even thousands of cases where something like this has happened. And it, it's not supposed to happen even once. And, you know, I think that as we can get these talking points clarified, as we can create a list of demands, a list of of, of Clear violations that need And a clear solution of how to fix them I think I really believe That we can take this Movement and turn it into Something This this trek across America And turn it into Something that ends up in Washington D.C. with a list of demands Right before the 2020 election That cannot be ignored I think if we do this and do this right um, you know, hopefully, my God, your case will be long over And, and, and uh, Glenn and Peggy's case will be long over And so many of these cases that are still You know, we're dragging through the mud over it and, and hopefully they'll be over We'll be able to stand up and fight And keep this from happening again
4: Well, they know that if they try to send me Two more years waiting That it's going to be a death sentence for me And, uh that's not going to happen because that would be murder. And uh, they had they had no probable cause to even come out to our place. They didn't have any probable cause to bring a freaking helicopter out there. And then they tried to lie and say that that was their search warrant, and that was a complete lie. And anybody, and ninety nine percent of people that get arrested, and it's mainly because of the stupid bails and stuff like they just ended here, is uh, because they have no money to take and fight, and they think there's no hope. Or no support when there is. And, uh, but yeah, only 1%, you know, take and get out there and, uh, or try to fight. And I'm trying to change that because no one deserves to take and play a plea deal when they're not guilty of what they're being charged
6: for.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Well, Dana, I, I, I'm proud to fight alongside you and your wife. And I, and I, I'm just proud that you're standing tall and, uh, I hope to God I don't have to come out to Missouri to stand in your trial. I hope I get to celebrate your freedom
5: very soon. Hopefully this next week coming
0: up.
4: Oh, yeah, it's going to be. So I'll let you put on your next uh, 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 person, to, huh? Uh, your next guest, and uh, hopefully they have a lot to say. But we have a lot to say, and it's we the people, people. We the people. And we can take and beat this thing. So good luck to you all.
0: <laughs> Absolutely Well thank you Dana And uh, it is we the people people Alright so we got a couple Of new callers that popped in Remember it's about uh, Five minutes Before the show is Officially over but I get to go overtime, And as you all know um, Many times We do so we now Have Amber Lee Taylor from Colorado Jeff Eiken, Tom Corby And Pete Yaple to speak So uh, I'm going to bring up Amber Lee Taylor Because I don't think I know her And then we're going to bring Pete Yaple Because he's been waiting on for a while And then Jeff Eiken's got some interesting and wonderful news Hopefully to share with us And then Tom Corby to wrap it up So let's start out with Amber And let's see where we're at
5: Hi everyone
0: How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing well. How are y'all?
0: Doing fantastic. Above ground breathing and currently out of custody. Absolutely-
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Free world, as my husband would say.
0: Absolutely. So what brings you to the show today? Hello,
3: Tom. I, I know Tom. Hello, Tom. I'm I'm Thomas Landreth's daughter. Thomas Landreth is Oklahoma inmate number one four six six eight seven, doing twenty years for Less than an eighth of marijuana, and I know Tom he's been helping me get my dad free
0: awesome awesome and that's you know mm-hmm. what that's what this is all about we're trying to uh we're trying to get them all out you know it's it's uh it's not fair that uh anybody's locked up for cannabis, whether it's one eighth or eight thousand plants it's all shouldn't be a crime and um it's it's ridiculous in so many ways, and and you know, I, I, I'm sure it, this has affected your whole family in such a such a profound way. Why don't you share with us a little bit about just you know the the, the hardship that comes when when a family member gets taken out for this.
3: Well, my dad, I'm 34 years old. My dad has been incarcerated for 34 years. Um, Every charge that my father has is for drugs. He um, was a methamphetamine addict for about 20 years, and then he got cancer, and he got off of meth and medicated with marijuana. Well, his last charge was a third strike, 20 years, for the medication that he was using to stay off of drugs and cure his cancer. So it's been devastating. Um, my mother's passed away since he's been incarcerated. I've had four children. I'm about to graduate nursing school. I've gotten married. All of that I've done without my dad. And we just celebrated my thirty first fourth birthday without my dad. So it's been completely devastating. For the last nine years, my life has been dedicated to get my father home. And finally, we've, we've reached the leeway in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's marijuana laws um, go into retroactive status November 1st. So on November 1st, I will be able to apply for my father's release. But that does not Yes, right. Thank you, oh, Jesus. Great. Thank you, yes.
5: It's oh, great news have a crowd.
3: I was trying not to cry. I was trying not to cry. I got a whole bunch of notes here. So even though my father's victory is a victory, there yeah. is still Oklahoma's
5: incarceration
3: yeah. rate is 1,079 inmates per 100,000 people, reaching number one in the country. The war on drugs is a war on people. We are all one team, and we all have one dream, and that's to end the war on drugs, and mass incarceration. Just like your former guest was saying, the judicial system would crumble if every person went to trial. It would crumble. We all have got to stop taking these pleas and, and like, uh, giving in to these people who are taking our lives away. 34 years have been gone without my dad for being an addict simply being at
0: it. Well, I, I hope you know um that our organization, the Human Solution International, has has supported your dad and I know a number of our members have uh been in contact and stayed in contact with him and I, I know people have uh raised money and, yes, and put has. on his books and, and all that kind of stuff and, oh, and you know that's, we're
3: that's all that's about a community of people. There's a community of people
5: that nobody knows
3: about that's just these great, amazing people that, and I love y'all. Like I wouldn't have been able to do it for the last nine years without y'all. So I thank you.
0: Well, you know, we're organizing a walk across America and it's probably going to start in, uh, next June, probably about just, just under a year from now. And I, it would be an honor and a privilege if we could, uh, Arrange it so that you and your dad both could join us at least on a part part of that leg. You know, it's going to be a lot of a lot of places where a lot of people get together, and I'm hoping to bring, you know, as many people that have been affected by this um, into this community, this march, this this, uh, uh, this this journey across America to 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 get to Washington D.C. Make some serious demands and we're going to be having events all along the way with people speaking out and and welcoming candidates and and political leaders and all the people that have been affected, you know, you with your with your story about your family and uh, having to 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 live without your dad, it's just un- unthinkable. And and if your dad was a violent person who did something that needed to be paid for, you know, that's another conversation, but I believe your dad didn't have any victims that stood up at his sentencing, did he?
5: No, sir.
3: No victim, no crime.
0: And and that's the problem is we keep having all these people that are locked up. And, and I've sat in many a sentencing hearing over the years in many courts across the land. And I've sat in on violent sentencing because sometimes you're waiting for your case to come up and somebody else's case comes up and you're there. And you know what? If you've ever heard... The sentencing hearing of a, vi- of a violent crime, it's horrible. You listen to all the family of the victims, and they talk about how devastated they are by the crime that was committed. And then you go to a pot case, and the judge will ask, is there any victim statements or victim's family statements? And nobody ever once stands up because there aren't any. And yet these people still I wish
3: that to- I could stand up in front of those judges and tell them how I was a victim by them taking away my father. I wish that I could stand up in front of them judges and tell them that my husband is a victim. My husband got a 15-year a charge when he was 17 years old that he still is on parole for for the next two years that we have to deal with every single day of our lives. I wish I could get up and tell those people my side of the victimology of this story because I don't think people understand that this puts a burden on families for generations in generations and generations
0: well amber i would like to um, extend to you an offer and i'd like you to stay on the line um, when you're done with the call and um, mary is an amazing individual who's screening the calls right now and um, she's going to give you um, a call that you can join tomorrow and i don't know if you can join it or not but also mary give her my personal number um Actually, let me just give. I'm going to give you my my cell number on top of it. But I want to invite you to join a call tomorrow that the leadership of the Human Solution does every Tuesday and Thursday. And um, I I would like to welcome you into this community officially and maybe see what we can do personally to to help out your your case and and to to be supportive um, in the way that you deserve. But if you do, you have a pen and paper there right now.
3: I do. I do have a pen and paper.
0: All right, I'm going to give you, this is my personal cell number. I'm going to encourage you to call me sometime so that we can figure this out. If you can make the call tomorrow, that would be wonderful. But if not, I want to extend to you this line. It's 951-436-6312. Okay. Okay, and I mean that sincerely. Thank you so very
3: much, and I appreciate the the airtime. and I'm going to continue listening. I've enjoyed the whole show.
0: Excellent. How did you hear about
3: the show? I saw it on Facebook. I saw the live going and I seen the number and um I used to <laughs> I used to have a segment with Mindy and um um oh a couple of other girls. It was called The War on Drugs with Amber Taylor a couple years ago. Okay. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I gotta get on here I just <laughs> I mean, I just love the community of people. Like, y'all are just great, man. You just made my day, so thank you. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, you know what? You made ours, and, that, and that's why we do all this. So I uh, look forward to talking to you uh, tomorrow, and, um, you know, let's find a way to, to help each other even more.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. I'm, I'm just going to continue to listen. Y'all have a blessed day.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Amber from Colorado, or her dad is serving a huge sentence in Oklahoma and you know what? Oklahoma, of all places, you know, if you've ever been to Oklahoma, it's a lot like Texas. And Texas is a horrible place when it comes to cannabis laws. But Oklahoma somehow pulled their heads out of their asses, and they came up with a law that's probably better than any of the other ones that are out there. And now they're going in and starting to do some retroactive work. And my God, if we can get this guy out, um, I mean, it's obviously too late to to fix what's been Done, but it gives a place for healing to start and a and a place to uh, maybe for some redemption. So, um, anyways, anybody wonders why the hell we go through all this trouble? This is why. This is why we do it. All right, we got Pete Yapel from Solidarity Over Separation chapter so, of yeah. the Human Solution in New York, and uh, as you all know, he's he's one of our leadership team, an amazing guy, and welcome to the show. And not to mention, even though it's Pete that calls in, his wife, Helen, is always by his side and and a a huge part of all this. So I'm going to give her props whether she asks for them or not.
2: Uh, She'll believe me. uh, I'll give her the props. You know that. I I can't do it without her, especially right now. I'm, I'm really suffering at the moment. So I'm going to kind of give her the floor tonight. But I did want to say, really want to say, Hey, bless Amber and her family. I oh, yeah. hope her dad gets out. I mean, it's great that, you know, Oklahoma's doing some things to uh, set some people free. But we need to let everybody free, you know. Uh, uh, we, we we can't just stop with one or two or a few here or a few there. And, uh, again, this walk, uh, this walk, it does, it encompasses everything. Uh, like you say, uh, the demands and what this walk can become, if people uh, – would, would just uh, for, for five minutes of their life Just set their egos aside Set everything else aside Just come together as one Let's show some solidarity, man Like, like Joe said, we can, we're going to arrange walks And arrange meetings parallel to wherever we are Across this country So that we can show that this isn't just a, a few rogue people Running around doing this, that, here, or there In sporadic places We want to show that this whole country means this that, that, that we all want the same thing, that our liberties and our, uh, have been taken from us, that you know, we do no longer live in that society where we can you know, foresee that pursuit of happiness. Because a lot of our pursuit of happiness involves the plant, and that pursuit can't be reached if we keep these laws and keep the things the way they are. And uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to me still that so much focus is placed on something that can just grow from the ground where, where we have all this corruption and all this real crime and all this real harm that's done to people daily, you know, that's, that's – it, it seems more acceptable, especially by the punishment when, uh, you know, we let rapists and, you know, and child molesters walk to streets with probation and we lock good men and women up over a plan. Yeah, but that's just the way I feel. It just can't be justified at all, those things that, that, that you said.
3: And the pursuit of happiness can't be, we can't attain that without ending the tyranny that is cannabis prohibition. Because as long as we're all cannabinoid deficient, we're not going to be able to pursue any happiness. We need to fix that.
0: So. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Helen. And, uh, you know, I. Uh, I feel so strongly that this, if we could just get our message defined, get it clear and, and okay. all encompassing with some of these other groups and make it clear and not just about the plant, but, you know, about these liberties, about the tyranny, about, yeah. about yeah. the justice and, and, and clarify this. And then we can announce it and start reaching out and, uh, and start developing this plan. So I'm excited about it. I know it's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And um,
3: yeah, I hear you loud and look- clear. I I heard you. I heard you all tonight. I was hearing you, and all ideas are popping <laughs> through my head.
5: I got it. <laughs>
0: good, good, good. All right. Well, that's why we love you, because you get it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Point me in the awesome. direction. Right, usually guys. good. <laughs> well, um, now um, we get people all the time that are
0: out in New York area, and they want to get involved, and they want to participate in our mission to end prohibition and how do they get a hold of you guys with the Solidarity Over Separation chapter of the Human Solution International?
2: It's real easy. We're on Facebook, Solidarity Over Separation, the New York chapter of the Human Solution International. We're also on Facebook with our, with our brand, Can We Talk, Can We Talk 420. You can visit our website, www.cannowetalk420.com where everything is on there. Our solidarity stuff is on our webpage, our human solution stuff, our, our, our Willow Creek, Creek spring, spring stuff, all of all the things we do in advocacy, it, you name it, any, any service that we offer. So just guys, any way you need to get in touch with us. Also, you can just call us 845-522-3162. If I don't answer, listen, I get back to people really quickly.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much. And, uh, it's also a pleasure and an honor to be working with you guys, and uh, you know we're making history. Anybody who isn't oh, yeah. getting that is attention, we are making history, and we will be. Um, we will look back on this and say, "Look what we did," because that's what this David, is all I, about. We're I, I,
2: I, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say, I, I have to uh, to say, you know, uh, the the last two years of real involvement with the Human Solution. Uh, and the people that I work with, I would not want to walk, raise hands with, you know, share anyone with else. anyone and extend sure. across this country than any other group of people, because uh, you've all been true, real, and we fight the real wow. fight every goddamn day. And, I, and I'm, I love and I'm proud of every one of you.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Pete and Helen Yapel, Solidarity Over Separation, chapter of the Human Solution in New York and uh, we're just going to keep on marching. All right, we got Jeff Eichen, uh, and uh, Jeff and I have been trading interviews. Uh, jeff has been on this show a couple of times, and uh, uh, I just interviewed on his podcast uh, last week, and jeff got some amazing, exciting news to share with us. And for all of you that know or don't know, we've been working with uh, – Prisoner, state prisoner Michael Thompson from Michigan, for a long time now, and we've been making some big headway. And um, Jeff has been working parallel with us, and he's been bringing some some heat to this. And he's, I'm just going to let him tell us all about what's going on. Exciting stuff here, Jeff Eiken. Welcome to the show. How you doing today?
1: Hey man, how are you? I'm at Potlatch with uh, the natives uh, in Washington State right now, and I'm gifting them some great stuff. And uh, we're we're preaching freedom. We want to release all of our plant prisoners. We don't want anybody in jail for nonviolence.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. So tell me about and the good news that's bubbling up out of uh, out of uh, Michigan. Well,
1: we're gonna we're gonna go on Tuesday to meet Michael Thompson, who's been in jail for 25 years for three pounds and we're going to have tommy chong who's 80 years old from cheech and chong skype in and we're going to have a, a chat with tommy we're going to record the whole thing we're going to blow it up and go to the governor and we're going to go to normal we're going to do everything we can in michigan to bring michael home
0: that is fantastic yeah i just heard the news uh gd kirkwood uh, brought me up to speed just before the show and uh it's exciting stuff, I know that you know it's it's right on the edge we've we've got a a motion that's been filed, and um I understand that um, um the prosecution has not too long before they have to answer this thing and the judge has to answer it so um we're well we're
1: the, the com- deal the the deal the deal is is that gay marriage went to the supreme court and won so are we we're going to re-legalize marijuana nobody should be in jail for a plant and we should bring our boys home and they should get work so they have no record because it's re-legalized
0: it's totally true it should be it should be decriminalized entirely should be not ever have been a crime so you know at the end of the day keeping it from happening again the other part of it is about fixing um, the problem of What's wrong You know the, the problem of what's wrong And the problem of what's wrong Is prohibition Regulations, tyranny And the fact that we have nonviolent offenders that get locked up And once you get locked up And you have this felony on you Even if you get free um, Most of these people are still Marred for life and we got to undo that And we can create a pathway we can create a mechanism and that's got to be part of our demands if we're marching across this country in a in before too long that's got to be part of our demands Is we need to make whole these people that never should have been branded criminals to begin with
1: well i'd like to tell your audience that i'm going in and anybody in michigan that has a connection that i can film while i'm there i'll be there for five days until saturday at uh, the 27th at 5 p.m and i'm flying out of of uh Ann Arbor, and I really want to record people that have a voice and have an impact, and I want to bring Michael Thompson home and help to end prohibition in on my side. And what I'm doing with my film, Lifers Madness, at lifersthemovie.com. So anybody can text me through my site, lifersthemovie.com. All you people in Michigan, find me. I'll be there for five days. I'm going in with a powerful lawyer, and we're gonna make some noise. And then get on some radio stations and just um, keep me busy for the five days I'm there. Everybody, I want to end prohibition and relegalize marijuana globally.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And we used to have a lot of Michiganders that were uh, part of the organization. And you know what? It, it, it's funny and kind of sad that at one time we had a lot of cases in Michigan that we were supporting. And uh, we had a lot of people involved, and then one by one, you know, the cases wrapped up. And unfortunately, most of the people that were involved when their cases were over just kind of disappeared. But meanwhile, I know that there are still plenty of good activists in Michigan, and, you know, we've got Jeff, who has dedicated his existence to ending these problems and supporting these people that, that have no way to, to have a voice for themselves. And he's doing the good work. We've got to stand by Jeff and the work he's doing because it's all of our work. It's the same deal. And you know what? Reach out. Jeff, how does somebody get a
1: hold of you if they want to participate in your project? My phone number is 360-774-2235. Again, everybody, in Port Townsend, Washington, my phone number, my cell is 360 360- Seven seven four two two three five, and you can find me at lifersthemovie.com.
0: Awesome. Well, Jeff Eichen, it's a pleasure to continue working with you, and uh, I can't wait to see Michael get out. And uh, if we find out that's happening, I'll get my ass out there as well. And um, you know what? We're just going to keep this keep this march
1: going. Well, I wanna tell all your people that you're doing a fantastic job with what you're doing and I wanna I wanna thank you so much for everything that you bring to the table and you keeping the conversation going.
0: That's what we gotta do. We gotta keep talking the talk. We gotta keep educating people. Knowledge is power and most of the problem that we face is because of ignorance and lack of knowledge And, and most maybe even scariest is misinformation people have bad information and they act on it and that's what we got to correct we got to let people know the truth the truth is our life the truth is our salvation and the truth is our most powerful weapon against tyranny so let's use it folks thank you jeff and i look forward to hearing the good news and and uh, thank you for being part of the solution
1: and jeff and eichen, e-i-c-h-e-n on facebook i'll be posting live from michigan next week everybody keep in tune and send me some people to interview everybody love you and ham hemp, hemp hooray Ham pam
0: hooray all right folks. yeah jeff, baby I can even... been a warrior for a long time sorry i think i accidentally cut you off but jeff is is just one of the good guys and and we just need to stand and support everybody who is standing up and doing something to help we need to stand with them we need to support them, and we need to show them that we're a community, and it's not about any one person or any one group or any one anything. We need to stand together and make this happen, folks. All right, here we go. Tom Corby to wrap the show up from NorCal chapter of the Human Solution International. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. Yes, you're on right now. Come
5: on, Tom. <laughs>
6: I'm, I'm on my way, Joe. Quit rushing me, will you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I waited till the very end for you, my friend. I got no more show in me. <laughs> Go, down.
6: Well, you know better than that, at my age. So, listen. I want to, as always, I want to thank Joe, and uh, always the Coffee Party Radio Show, and, and Lisa, back I and mean, all the, all those on the front line. And I'm trying to remember to talk into the phone, Joe. Uh, doing great. Yeah, You're doing well, great. Yeah. Well, All right. Thank you. And then uh, we're joining hands and coming together, uh, volunteering. And that means, yes, no, we're not making money. Uh, we're working for a raise, and we don't know what our base pay is. <laughs> now, if you don't laugh, now come on. Uh, and don't forget to breathe, so uh, yeah, I feel it's really getting close uh and we're gonna hopefully uh in my time before I pass on, that we finally am prohibition and free all our p o w s uh It's a shame that anyone would go to jail for any plan. It makes no sense at all. Uh, well, we talk about Michael Thompson You want a story, folks Joe knows well
2: Back when, how
6: many years ago Probably was Michael from Michigan He brought Aretha Franklin to Michigan uh, With the music And of course he was targeted Being black and why is he still in prison with three twenty-two caliber handguns that don't even fire, and some pot maybe he sold or didn't? So being back when when I joined the human maybe probably eight years ago now. So. Uh, I was all over Northern California, in and out of courtrooms, meeting people, posting the Human Solution International, also on Facebook to get the word out. And so one day Don and I get this package we thought it was a book. And we opened it and uh it, it was from Michael Thompson, uh, and uh his whole case and so we started working it, and I finally got it all together, and I sent the package to Joe, thankfully, and he kept the torch going with all those coming together and helping us. And we need all the help you get, folks, believe me. And, yeah, so it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, that anyone would, would die in prison for for our sacred plan on that so of course now again I bring out every week <clears throat> why it's quiet north of California, California uh, especially Bue County because we always take them to trial we make no deals uh, we get our discovery police reports and we work our case together. Uh, when we talk about the plan, and we used to go to supervisors' meetings back when probably uh, probably about 12 years ago, and talking to those supervisors, five of them in be County, Uh, One day I said, why are we still here? And I said, you all think we just put a plant, a seed in the ground, and we're all these big fat cats on the hill. Don't you realize to be a farmer, no matter what you grow, almost everything is against you to make it. I got a laugh out of that one. The day I walked in, I looked at them all, and they always bring me up last for some reason. And I looked at each one of them, I said, I'm about as tired of looking at you as you are me. I lightened up that court. That Well, the, the, the uh, supervisor's house, right there was a the courthouse right next door, very conveniently. So, I would tell you, in my 52 years, I always had some kind of little plant growing. And I learned that no matter how many years you grow and how much you think you know, you realize you don't know much at all. And Frank and Ann right here will tell you, after 25 years, Frank will tell you what? There's always room to learn something. There you go. Isn't it true? Well, in the first place, and then for years, I've had these kids come. And uh, we want to go. How do you do that? Uh, okay. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. I said, you know, first of all, almost everything's against you to make it. Think about it. If it's not the mice, it's the mold, or it's caterpillar damage, or it's hail or it's wind, and to in the end. Not to mention, you might go to jail for this plant. Oh, yes, you might. Some of them say, oh, no, not me. Well, yeah, they did. And thankfully, with a lot of help, they're all out now. Most caught stuck. And that's an article by one of my favorites. I have his book here, uh, Jason King with Canada Bible one of my favorites. Uh, He wrote an article, and it was in high times, and he and his third antibiotic, he put it in there. And why does most pot suck? In the very first place, most pot is not organic. Now, even if you go, you're buying stuff that says organic, be careful. Even for your own health, if it doesn't say night, it doesn't say ninety-five percent certified. Then it's not federally organic. So, of course, I tell these kids, and I tell all of you and i told I tell everyone to grow, grow grow organic, and I tell these kids they said, "How come you're giving your plants all this really good stuff, and you're you're eating at McDonald's uh-huh well
5: <laughs>
6: so Second of all, in this book i'm just I'm not going to go there I just because I've done it for years and i in my books and studying the first thing I'll tell you is get a book and start reading it uh no matter how much you do out here with us and how much you teach you, it's going to take years to really grow to really good medicine for our patients uh, We know that plastic is toxic and we know, and that Rosesfeld taught me for years, and I like his books too that plastic damaged glands in your in your in your plants but when you have it in in a plastic bag uh not to say that for a little just to go from here to there, of course, we know the best places the jars, we also know when you store your when you store your medicine. A dark, cool place, like under the house. Refrigerator's refrigerator is actually too cold, folks. Also for your mushrooms,
5: <laughs>
6: uh, uh, portobello's, of course.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and uh, a lot of people don't realize now, of course, now, one who does, who has taught me, is right here, Joe G, my man. And believe me, folks, if you ever get down to Los Angeles, you want to check out Willow Creek Springs. I would love to get down there again. Uh, I don't know how you do it there, Joe, but he grows about every kind of plant you can think of. It's on a plateau down down to the creek, and it's just beautiful there. And he taught me one thing. He said, did you notice here, everywhere you go? We don't. All our compost is in here, and oh guess what? All these little red worms are in here. We got a compost yep. here. You you won't believe our compost. <laughs> yeah, right. Those little in uh, uh, in our compost out here, I have, I have both worms. I have we have back guanos. We have mushroom soil, coffee ground, ashes from the fire. For years, and we keep compost, and you wouldn't believe what uh, how powerful just your, just your compost is, and and uh, how you can mix it in there with your with your soils. And so, yeah, there's so many things to out there growing. And listen, also believe me, any farming is, is a lot of work. But but Donna's mom lived to be two 102 and a half years. Uh, what would she tell you? When I interviewed her at 100 years old, I already know what you're going to see, Mom, to alkalize your body. How do you <laughs> do them that? As that, we, of course, you know, a lot of people don't realize how important that pH is in your soil and your water, especially. Uh, of course, uh, when you alkalize your body and what foods and what alkalizes your body Is minerals Think about it What comes from minerals Is fruits and vegetables That's why they say uh, If you go on A vegetarian diet And believe me you can enjoy it too uh, It will help help Alkalize your body And your body will take care of most uh, just, uh, Just Imbalances In your body and don't forget to breed. Uh, I I could go on about our plants. Uh, also, I'd like to say, and Joe knows this well, uh, basically what I I understand, and I see, and I think Joe will agree here, and Frank, your roots actually uh, really want to go after the water, not that they don't feed too. And if you water a little less, the more I found is better uh, the roots actually will go down deeper and go after that water. That's why we feel that folicine, uh with with your nutrients uh, is best. Is the leaves actually take on the more than the roots. Of course, it all begins with the roots. That's a few things we've learned that might help folks. Uh, also, when you want to go organic, we have the uh, uh and also the B.T. Monterey and, and a sort of uh soap for for the few bugs we have out here. But because we have a very lively, well, you know what? I'm going to bring a point up here. Uh, what I've seen here this year... Uh, it's not as live as it used to be. Uh I don't even see uh, the snakes and the lizards, uh the fly, uh no, not many bees, a few bees. Uh the birds and I have the hummingbirds and uh uh but that helps so much with just all the predators out there. Uh uh you know, get getting the bugs and the moths so we don't have caterpillar damage. Uh one up here. Okay, I'm gonna take a deep breath and and remind y'all again that we're all coming together and our goal and vision has always been with the Human Solution International defining goal vision. No one should go to jail for her sacred place. Thank you all, today, and don't forget to breathe. Excellent. Well, Tom Corby, folks,
0: NorCal chapter of the Human Solution, and uh, a dear friend and a lion of a man, we are grateful that you have done everything you've done up there. We thank Frank and Ann and all the rest of the team up there and hoping Donna's doing a little better. I know she was on earlier. Hopefully, uh, she's feeling a little better. Uh, I want to thank Lisa for doing the Facebook feed. I want to thank uh, Mary for being the amazing non-compliance screener that she is, and all of our guests that have made this show amazing as always. Um, you know what? Let's come together. Let's sharpen our message. Let's make the change. Let's end prohibition. And let's see
5: what Willie Nelson has to
4: say about it. We'll see you all next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson,
6: and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the Human Solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant.
5: Little things I should have said and done. You were always on.